0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode one of Success Through Failure. I'm your host, Tahir Williams. we got a special guest on the show today, um, so let's just get right into it, man. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Ramon Marshall. Um, thank you for having me, Tahir. appreciate you inviting me on your first episode. I'm excited about that. Can't wait to get into some of these topics. Uh... A little bit about me. I'm originally from Newark, New Jersey. Uh, And the thing with Newark, New Jersey, you know, it's an urban area for those those of you who may not know. Uh, Statistically speaking, you know, African-American male uh, being raised in Newark, New Jersey. uh, Statistically speaking, the odds are against you. By the time you're 18, either you're dead or you're in jail. And uh, I was just one of the lucky ones to be fortunate enough to... uh, have that not be my outcome and I made it out and uh, I would say what I can attribute that to would just be an education Um, and when I say education it doesn't necessarily have to be college it doesn't necessarily have to be you know you don't have to have the best degrees Uh, when I say education I just mean always challenging yourself and always having that willingness to want to do better and uh, and you'll get there by any means necessary so Education was my path out of the hood, out of the projects. Uh, I grew up in the 80s in Newark, and um, you know, thank God for my my parents. You know, my mother died when I was a young age, and then I was raised by uh, my grandmother, and God bless her, and it was me, and then you had my three other siblings, and uh, we grew up poor. You know, we grew up on welfare, grew up on food stamps, and, and all of the other things. Uh, that one would expect uh, a black family uh, growing up in the hood to face. But uh, thankfully, speaking, you know, my grandmother always instilled to in me the value of the education. So I went to private school, uh, graduated, and then uh, my next step was, you know, I, I, I spent a little bit of time in the police department and realized that wasn't for me because I couldn't make an impact there uh, because. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't happy with the rest of my people. I wanted to educate my people, not arrest them. And uh, so I left that. And then that's when I went ahead and went to college. And uh, college was my way out. After college, graduated with a associate's, then graduated with a bachelor's, then went on to get a master's. And uh, my way out was was through education. I moved to Pennsylvania, where I've been ever since. And now I just so happened uh, to work in uh, for corporate America. Uh, great position. And uh, if I could do it. I guess the moral of the story for this podcast is is if I can do it, why can't you do it? Or you can do it too.
0: That's, that's some good stuff right there. I mean, you touched on a, on a lot of good, a lot of good things, um, in your story. Um, just, just by where you come from and where you're at. So that just leads me to this next question. Um, what does success mean to you? Because a lot of people when they hear success, they look at other people's lives and say, my life doesn't mirror their life. So I'm not successful. So everyone kind of has their own definition of success, which I believe is they should, everyone should have their own definition of success because to me, success is a variable, right? There's so many variables that go into success. And I believe success depends on your goals at that time. Right? Like, if you have a goal in mind and you set out that goal and you set out a plan to achieve that goal and you achieve every step in that goal. And once it's accomplished, then you are successful at that. So kind of talk about like what does success mean to you uh, and and what are some of your like smaller goals that led up to you uh, achieving your bigger goals?
1: That's a great question. I mean, uh, the definition of success in itself means the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. And uh, you hit on a a good point uh, when you said success can mean something different to everyone uh, because everyone has different goals and everyone has different uh, purposes. Uh, But when we set our goals or objectives uh, and trajectories, uh, we we set those based on what we desire. And for me, my desire was to not look like what I've been through and to not have to go through what I saw my elders go through specifically my grandmother who raised me, and just other members of my community in the hood. So success to me was not based on the position I reached today. So yes, I'm a corporate manager, and some people may see that as being successful. But to me, success was never about the position that I reached. It was about overcoming the obstacles in order to get to this position. So that's what success means to me, Uh, being able to overcome the obstacles that I've overcome. That's how I define why i'm successful
0: so what were some of your biggest your biggest challenges and like some of those biggest obstacles that you had to overcome uh, along your journey
1: statistics everything you know (laughs) everything uh the odds were stacked against me as a black man uh coming from north new jersey again statistically speaking i wasn't supposed to make it at 18 i was either supposed to be dead or in jail or selling drugs just heading down the wrong path because you know unfortunately in the hood you really don't have or most young black men really don't have those role models out there uh to show them guidance but thankfully that wasn't the case for me i had uncles um who were willing to come and get me on the weekends and take me uh to their homes in the suburbs my private school i traveled all over the world went to many different countries so while I lived in the hood physically, mentally, that's not where I lived. Mentally, I was, I was living all over the world and I was able to use that to, uh, that experience of being able to travel and see different places. Uh, it, it helped me strive for where I wanted to be. It helped me set my trajectory. It helped me, it helped, uh, me know, you know, it taught me that there's more out there than just being in the hood. So, I mean, the first thing I did, again, was to move out of the hood. That was the first thing I did. Once I graduated high school, I said, okay, I graduated high school. What can I do to get me to the next level, right? And I knew that I didn't want to go to college right right away, right? My main goal was I want to find employment to get me out of my current situation. So I looked and I started looking for different resources in the city and I didn't see um, I didn't see anything that could really steer me in the right direction. So that's when I turned back to my family. And thankfully, my sister, uh, she's a year older than me. She had just went through that transition from graduating high school and leaving out of the house with our grandmother moving out. So she moved to Pennsylvania. So when she moved to Pennsylvania, I had hit her up. I said, hey, listen, you made it out. You know, uh, what did you do? you know, and she was like, oh, if you just call this, <laughs> you call uh this number right here, and it happened to be to an apartment complex in Pennsylvania. You call this number right here. uh, You can make it out too. I was like, okay. So I called the number and I got put on a list for housing out there in that area. And uh, in the meantime, you know, I knew there would be a waiting period. So I didn't want to stay stagnant. So then I started looking at other possibilities. You know, my uncle's a police officer in Newark. So I said, okay, I always, you know, admired him. And I always looked, he was my role model. So then I started applying for different police jobs while I was waiting for that apartment to come through. Sure enough, um, one of the police jobs I applied to uh, accepted me, called me in, at least, you know, for that, uh, to start the process. I went through the process, physical tests, agility tests, and uh, all types of uh, psychological tests. And, and uh, polygraph test and I completed all that passed all that and got hired so once I got hired that was my way out I was like okay good I'm out so I took that and went to Baltimore and to go through the academy and as I was going through the academy you know that's when I started to see some things and that's what I started that's when I started to learn about how we face the injustices we faced with the criminal justice system, right? right? And I didn't want to be a part of that. You know, I wanted. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a part of that process because I realized that in my community, the way we police Black people, African Americans, or, or minorities, uh, was different than the way we police uh, Caucasians. And for me, I didn't want to be a part of that. So, as I went through the process of the Baltimore Police Department, through training and all that, once. I, I originally got a call from that complex I applied to a while back saying, hey, you know, you want to come out, you know, feel free to do so. And uh, I use that as my opportunity to leave the police department and go on over to Pennsylvania. And I've been in Pennsylvania uh, ever since. Obviously, you know, once I got to Pennsylvania, that's when I went to college and did all of those um, things. But that was my way out. That's so that's so
0: interesting that you touched on a, a, a few A few things like mentorship about your your mindset being in a different place than your physical self was Uh, and then you talked about some things like just having several different doors and being proactive at staying active at uh, having your foot in each of those doors I feel like that's so important in this time and era is that to be successful in your own way no matter what it is you have to be proactive you have to have some type of mentorship of people who've already accomplished those goals accomplished those things and it's it's just so so important and as far as you like you said with education ah uh, like it's so amazing that now we have so much knowledge at our fingertips and you know i don't know like back in the 80s when you was coming up in newark if you guys had tablets and phones and the internet no not at that at your at your fingertips so, like, you got it a different way, you know, and, and now I just asked the question, like, do you think your grandparents would trade places with you?
1: I think I think the path, now, the good thing about my grandparents is they actually went to college, too. Okay. So, they, ha- they had that college education uh, on my mother's side, my grandmother on my mother's side. She, uh they grew up in the suburbs of Madison, New Jersey. Okay. And it wasn't until she met her husband, who happened to live in Newark, that she left the suburbs and moved to Newark. But prior to moving to Newark, um, she had lived in the suburbs and went and got her education in nursing. So uh, she, I'm sure, you know, like her growing up, her, 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 the way she was raised was more of that traditional suburban lifestyle as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, She she got that experience. Uh, I didn't have that experience, obviously, because by then, you know, Newark at that point was the hood now. So then here it is i'm growing up in uh in the hood so even though we lived in the hood my grandmother never had that hood mentality because she wasn't a product of the hood so to speak so what about in terms of
0: in, in terms of the way we live today as far as how easily accessible things are like i like at this age uh you know you can be 18 have your own apartment car and you know a good you know nice paying job not you know stressing about stuff if you're if you're single and you know back in those days it was a different you know different mindset where a lot of people relied on the family and the home uh you know you stayed at home a lot longer i mean even today people still stay home a lot longer but i just feel as though we have a lot more access than our than our grandparents and i well i would attribute that that to the internet so that that allows us to be more knowledgeable and create more opportunities for ourselves with that, that knowledge that we have access to. Um, and, and that's, that's amazing. And so what's, what's some of the, the, the key factors that motivated you to, to have that mindset of even though I'm physically living in this place, but I'm thinking about something else because I, I just imagine all the noise that was going on around in your neighborhood even though you did go to a different school uh, and your mindset was different, but I'm pretty sure you still had distractions. So what are some things that kept you motivated to want to have that that focus of creating those several opportunities that you're going to make it out? Right.
1: Uh, Growing up, I was always taught uh, the value of books, reading. You could go anywhere in a book. I mean, books to me, back then were so, um, books to me was so, it was just, it was my way to escape the realities of where I was. Whenever I wasn't traveling, or whenever I wasn't with uh, my uncle, um, my uncles, and whenever I was home in the hood, my head was in a book, because I knew that was another way for me to travel. So, Whenever I, didn't, whenever I wasn't able to travel physically, the way I traveled mentally was through a book. And uh, I would recommend to everybody out there uh, who has children, or even you know, to adults out there who may be in a situation to where they feel as though they can't get out of, even for a moment, just for your sanity, read a book. Read a book, because that can take you to a place where you never thought you would be, and just right. the and and it also expands your way of thinking. It challenges it does. your way of thinking. I, I think book reading is was fundamental for me, right? Because I would be places, just envisioning things in my head, and uh, and it also gave me the desire to want to see that place one day. You know, if I read a book and they were talking about, you know, their experience in in uh, Paris, for instance. <laughs> You're right. In my head, I'm just imagining what that experience was like, or'm I'm, or I'm imagining these great things uh, in Paris, so that made me want to go to Paris just right. to see if what I had envisioned uh, was how it actually is. so yeah, so I, I took that trip when I was able to to Paris, and uh, you know, and it's all again, it's all from the book the book so in a reading. way, you
0: kind of manifested that vision that hey right, like right. Like, I want to go to Paris. Like, I'm thinking about it. I want to be there. Right. I want to go there. And uh, I just think that's... Postcards. That's I so used to even important. look at postcards yeah, when I would postcards. be walking.
1: Postcards, I will look at the different pictures on a postcard, and I will be like, wow.
0: Anything I would... that creates that vision. Right, right,
1: right. Imagination. I'm telling you. Imagination it's is so. Key. And
0: I feel like it's so important, too, that we read books because a, a lot of people tell me that they want to be successful in their own way. Or even if it's like if I talk to someone and they want to open up a business, or they want to you know sell stuff on Facebook or anything, and it's like okay, what what book are you reading? Like oh no, I don't really like reading. That's boring. I'm like oh man, well that's that that sucks because you know the people who are highly successful at that they read books every day. They learn from other people's experiences. I feel like it's so important to read. Like right. If I'm not reading, I feel like I'm not learning something. And there's like there's never ending knowledge. I feel like that's that's so important. So So you got you, you got the mindset, you used you used the challenges that that you were you were faced with. So what was what would you say was one of the biggest failures and how did you use that failure, that failed experience that you went through to excel you forward through your journey from making it from where you come from to where you are today, because I mean, I imagine, you know, you went through a lot of challenges, but there had to be some, some heavy, some heavy hitting failures that, that probably made you just want to say, you know what, like, I don't even know if
1: it's all worth it. So how did you overcome that? Explain that. Well, one of the things that impacts or that's going to impact a lot of us is just financial responsibility financial responsibility. You know, when we grow up with our parents, we all wanna become adults so fast. And when we get out there in the world, we, we're just so excited. And I just realized that one of the things that hit me that I wasn't prepared for is how to manage uh, financially. It was, it, it's something that I wish that all, all schools right now offered some type of financial literacy. Uh, The impact of credit I didn't know about that That's important Right So that was one of the things where Okay, I made it I got my apartment But now I don't have access Why don't I have access? Because I was not good financially You know, in college They give you these credit cards And you're just spending, spending, spending You're like, I'll pay it back eventually And then when you get to a point Where you really are trying to move to the next level Those bad behaviors That you had back then Now they impact you so now when I would try to apply, you know, for instance, let's say I wanted that new car. Well, now I can't get it. Why? Because my credit's bad. Why is my credit bad? Because of those college credit cards that I had. And I would make those late payments and I would pay them off, uh, you know, late. Those that was a challenge uh, to for, for me. That that was something that impacted me um, the most. Just it's like you're ready to, you know move forward and then boom you get hit with you can't get this new car or you can't get this apartment you right. want because your credit score that, is not- no
0: right and that's what people so used to right. hear that no no so, no
1: i would encourage all of younger all of the younger people listening like uh already in the mindset to be financially responsible when you get these credit cards pay them off on time you know don't set yourself up for a struggle financially if you don't have to
0: but even even more than that i feel like they they hear that all the time they hear that so much paid off on time paid the 30 percent, but still they just can't handle the fact that they have access to five thousand dollars straight out of high school or right five thousand dollars you know the second year of, of college and and there's financial literacy is so important and i actually went to a high school where we took a personal finance class. Right. So, and just the benefit of having that class in that book, I was, I think I was probably one of the only kids in my class who took that, took that class seriously, you know, I, and I started implementing some of the methods right? as a senior. And like, you know, I'm doing the, the envelope method. I'm learning how to save money. And of course, you know, I struggled a lot <laughs> after that, but that's the process of, of, of learning through those failed experiences of getting to know yourself. And your tendencies and how to change them. But definitely. There, and there's a ton of things people can do. To to earn more money. And to save it. Um, right. And I, I'm I'm so excited to talk about. Financial literacy. And things like that. Um, on this podcast. And, and I just hope. Definitely people my age. Or just, just people in general. Would take heed to just. Financial literacy in their life. And what it means to them. And how it attributes to. Your own personal success in, in every way, in any way possible, it can and it definitely will. So, what are, so you had your financial challenges. Mm-hmm. So, what have you learned from them and, and how did you implement the changes? And what, what, what changes did you make and, and how did you see a tremendous
1: difference? Like, if you did. So, the first thing I did was I had to prioritize. So, I had many credit cards that were not paid or that I was paying late. So the first thing I did was I just brushed up on uh, how to improve my credit score. And that's when I learned about, you know, your credit usage should never be more than 30%. Right. So that's the first thing I decided to work on. I said, okay, I see where, you know, uh, my usage is right now. It's not where it needs to be. Let me work to bring that under 30%. So that meant I worked more, uh, over time. And with that additional money that I got from working the overtime, I used that to pay down those credit cards. So once I had those credit cards paid down, I noticed my my usage uh, was lower than that 30%. I started to see improvement on my credit score. Any type of debt that I did not have paid off, I made sure I went ahead and paid those debts off. Right. So I just wanted to make sure that when my credit report... I just wanted to make sure that any deficiency that I had on my credit report... I was able to mitigate and address so that's what i did it took me a good year or two uh, to clean up all the mess that i had made financially but once i got to the other side of it then i was able to reap the benefits of what it means to have that good credit you know what it means to be able to not be denied access um and you know it's been you know i would just again tell all young people you could get a lot farther than I am, if you start, you know, without having to have that hurdle. <laughs> yeah. We already have enough hurdles. Don't have the <laughs> bad credit be one of the, yeah, the, hurdles. the hurdles. If right. you could start off paying everything down and being financially responsible,
0: even before that, just right. Make sure you can handle a credit card first. Right, 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 <laughs>
1: right, 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 right. But I would say definitely educate yourself in that. Once you do that, uh, the sky's the limit. At that point, then you can walk into a bank and say, "Hey, I need a house," or "Hey." Let me uh, open up this LLC so I can now go and, you know, invest in uh, purchasing real estate or so I can now go invest in just getting, you know, whatever type of business I want. You have access when you have uh, good credit.
0: I think access is is so important. But I also think, like you said, uh, when people are not being educated on having that access and for the people who get it, they they ruin that access in a short amount of time. You know, and and they don't because
1: they don't know how to use it. Look at it from this perspective. A person with bad credit right now is sitting in an apartment, renting that apartment for $1,300 a month, whereas a person with good credit is paying a mortgage that's $800 a month. So that just goes to show you the impact that your credit has, uh, can have on you. You could be have bad credit, paying $1,300 a month, paying rent to someone else, paying someone else's mortgage, or you can have good credit, get your own home, and paying less than what you would have paid uh, in rent. So you're paying your mortgage is less than what you would have paid in rent, all because you had that good credit. Why? How does that affect you? Good credit allows you to have better interest rates. So mm-hmm. you go for a car loan, for instance, and the person with bad credit, Let's say they're getting a you know a 2020 Nissan Sentra, which is like a $15,000 car, mm. but their credit is so bad, their interest rate is 18%. So they're making a $550 payment on a Nissan Sentra, <laughs> which is like one of the smallest, cheapest insane. cars you could buy versus that person who's driving around that new, let's say they wanted that new Cadillac or they wanted... You know, just that new Chevy Tahoe or or whatever mm. the case may be, their interest rate is one percent, and their 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 payments are you know four hundred and fifty dollars or right. five hundred dollars uh, versus you know that person who's why would that person who's paying driving a <laughs> Nissan Sentra they're paying the same amount as a person who's driving that expensive Escalade just because their credit is horrible. Exactly. So you know, good credit. I'm telling you, it will keep you. Uh, from getting where you need to be.
0: Also, also saving, saving as well, because if you're gonna buy a fifteen thousand dollar car and you're gonna pay five hundred fifty dollars a month for it, you can just save for two years and pay it, <laughs> and pay it in cash. And That's at that the point, problem, though they don't have and, and,
1: access to transportation.
0: And at that point, of you know, if you're gonna have that, once you have that fifteen thousand in cash in the bank account, I guarantee you, ninety nine percent of the time that most of you probably won't even want to spend that large lump sum of money on a car. (laughs) So like, it's important too, to to save as well as like, even if you can't get credit right now, um, credit is is, is not the only way. It's definitely useful if you know how to use credit, if you're disciplined, but you know, some people will disagree and some people will just stick to, you know, saving. Uh, But I definitely feel like in our generation now where we're heading, we definitely need to stay educated on how to invest how to save how to be smarter with our money and honestly i don't think that if you you know if you're uh if you don't have parents or you're not fortunate enough to have you know family buy you a brand new car then i don't i don't i feel like if you're in high school or coming out of high school or even in college you shouldn't buy a brand new car you know right uh, (laughs) i made that mistake before and you know I paid the benefit that paid the consequences of of buying a new car you know because just think about it, you can save all that money every month because if you're paying five hundred dollars a month two months that's a thousand dollars right there right you know well you
1: know what i find interesting uh according to the federal reserve uh four in ten americans don't have four hundred dollars to come up with uh in a pinch they don't have $400 set aside for emergencies. So right now, that means that 4 in 10 Americans, if they took a financial hit, if something happened to them right now to where they needed to come up with $400, it would devastate their family. It would have a negative impact on their family. That just goes to show you how poor we are as Americans with financial, uh,
0: Knowledge. you know,
1: with financial yeah. health. Yeah. Like, it, and, and there's several factors to that. One could be as specifically re- relating to the African-American community. One factor could just be the lack of access, uh-huh. right? They don't have access to that. Uh, and then another attributing factor could just be like right now we're living through COVID. Right. So some people are unemployed. But it it just amazes me to know that $400 is a matter of... It's all it takes for some families to be in financial ruin. And that's that, that to me is very... Uh, That was an eye opener for me, you know, so we got to do better. So here's my tip Um, for people who those W2 people, people who are and I'm one of those people. I'm still W2. So people living paycheck to paycheck. This is what I've learned. The first thing you can do, get on a budget. That's the first thing. Uh, A lot of people don't realize even where their damn paycheck goes. Most people are like, geez, where did my paycheck go? You know why you have that mentality? Because you don't have a budget. Had you had a budget, you would know where your paycheck is going. So the first thing I would recommend would be to go ahead and get on a budget. One thing on about budget. the
0: budget is I think that people are afraid to look at where their money is going. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. Just when they see that big statement and they see they spent two,
1: $300 a month on eating out. Right. That's going to scare them. <laughs> well, see, you know what scares me more? Not having food. Yeah. Or not having having an emergency and I can't come up with $400. Yeah, not having that $400 you, on demand. <laughs> right, get, get on that budget. The second tip I would say is whenever, because there's some people right now who are living paycheck to paycheck and they just don't know uh, how to prioritize their spending. The first thing I would say, one of the second things. Uh, so tip number two would be to take care of your four walls first. What do I mean? The first thing you have to take care of is food. You need food. The second thing that you should take up is utilities. The third thing would be shelter, and the last would be transportation. Those are the four things that should be your priority. Food, utilities, shelter, and transportation. Those would be your top four things. Everything else is secondary, but you can't live without food. Your house is basically uninhabitable without utilities on, and everyone needs shelter. And in order to get to your nine to five, you need that transportation unless you work from home. So those are the four things that I would say uh, that you have to do and create that mindset of to get you through it, that this is only temporary and the sun will come out tomorrow. If you have that mindset, you'll be able to knock those four things out.
0: OK, so that last question here. Um What is. Something that you can tell people of that's wondering how do I use my failures as success? And also, can you give people some tips of uh, where to get started? Because, like you said, your four tips should they focus on those things and also focus on paying down that debt? Like, what are some tips do you have so as far as doing that? So, those
1: four tips that I'm talking about are for people in the right now, present moment okay. who don't have that $400 to even cover an emergency expense. Those four things are the most important things that you should cover. Like right now, if I fell flat on my face and I lost my job today, the only bills that I would pay at this point would be food, uh, utilities, shelter, and transportation. That's it. Those would be the only four bills I pay because those are what's essential. vital. Those essential. are essential yeah. to your survival. So that's the first thing. Outside of that, right, in order to get you to the next level. So, okay, you're paying those four things. What's the next thing? To get that additional income, start a side hustle. Know what you're good at. If you you could probably have some type of skill, you know, if you're good at taking pictures, maybe you could be uh, a freelance photographer for weddings, right? That's a side hustle. Uh, If you have your car, remember I said one of the things to do, pay that transportation. If you have your car, guess what? You got Uber, you got Lyft side hustle additional income um let's say you have your degrees and you fell what's a side hustle for a person with a degree substitute teacher uh as far as tutoring those are all different types of um side hustles so my advice focus on using your talents to get you that additional income and then that would be the step to getting you to where you need to be you take that additional income and you apply that to Helping you get to the next level, whatever that next level may be, you know, initially, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you get that side hustle, that additional income should be going to savings, right? Mm -hmm. Savings, savings, savings. Let's say if you had an issue like me, where my issue was uh, bad credit. Savings, 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 boom, now I use that money to fix my credit issues, now I have that access. So do whatever it is that you need to do to get you to that access, and then once you get to the access... You already have learned from your mistakes and now you're going to be more financially uh, responsible, which will put you in a position to go ahead now and apply for that house to apply for the car you actually want. You know what I mean? So So, take care of the essentials. Pay down, pay down that debt. And then once you once you get to the other side of it, live below your means, live below your means. Definitely. And that that's that's when you uh, get to the other side of it.
0: So that means you got that. You got that come up. You just got, you know, even surround that income tax that come up. That pretty sure that everybody get, most people get, or just even if you have any type of come up, any type of big large lump sum of money, hold on to it. You know, figure out, have a plan for it, and stuff like that. So that's it, guys. First episode of Success Through Failure. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining.
1: We out. Thank you for having me. Be good, guys.
0: And where can people find you at? Where can people follow you or add you at on Facebook?
1: They can just hit me up on Facebook, R-A-H-M-A-N, robin last name Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L. Hit me up on Facebook. All
0: right, see you guys.